Good afternoon, this is Ketzel Kirkham with Looking Up. A few minutes in the middle of the week to think about astronomical things. There have been a couple of almost failed landing attempts on the Moon recently. One was reported in this broadcast on the 31st of January. That was the Japanese Space Agency's probe, which landed upside down. A similar fate beset a spacecraft named Odysseus, which set down on the Moon a week ago. This was the first US craft to land on the moon without crash landing since Apollo 17 in 1972, a long time ago and out of living memory for most humans. However, what is different about Odysseus is that it's owned by a private company, Intuitive Machines, and increasingly space exploration is a private affair. Because the spacecraft fell over, its antennas are not pointed directly at Earth, limiting the amount of information that can go back and forth. Plus, its solar panels can't glean energy from the sun. It's extremely tricky to land something on the moon without direct human intervention. And even with that, as we know from Apollo 11 in 1969, it's still difficult. The moon is pocked with craters, and if the landing surface isn't completely flat, if there are boulders in the way, the result can be catastrophic. The Verge reports that the lander is about to expand any moment and probably will already have done so by Wednesday evening at the time of this broadcast. But despite being tipped over on its side, it has been able to send some images. This landing almost didn't happen at all, with a series of film-like nail-biting problems which had to be engineered out at the last moments. When Odysseus arrived at the moon last Wednesday, it was supposed to enter a circular orbit above the surface. But because of inaccuracies in its trajectory, the spacecraft ended up in an elliptical orbit. An added engine burn corrected this, but then, to check how close the spacecraft was getting to the moon's surface, flight controllers turned on the laser rangefinders, instruments that could measure the spacecraft's altitude during landing by firing laser pulses at the moon's surface. But when controllers checked the data, just hours before the planned landing last Thursday, they discovered that one of the lasers hadn't fired. And it was then found that the safety switches on the two range laser finders were still enabled when Odysseus went to space and it wasn't possible to flip the switches remotely. So they overcame that problem with ingenuity, but then other problems came to bite. One of the six landing legs may have snagged the surface, toppling the spacecraft, so it was just one thing after another. One of the instruments aboard this craft was a tiny laser retroflective array, which is an aluminium hemisphere just 5 centimetres across and weighing only 20 grams. This is designed to reflect light back to Earth to enable accurate distance measurements. Another set of instruments are a suite of cameras to collect footage of the landing itself and how exhaust plumes from the landing engines interact with the dusty lunar surface. This is problematic as tiny dust particles can be accelerated up to five times the speed of a bullet and blasted out into space, potentially sandblasting craft in orbit around the moon. Anyone who's watched the film Gravity knows that this is a bad idea. The days of planting flags and stamping footprints into the lunar surface are gone. In future, we will need to limit impact on the surface as much as possible to protect existing craft. The Odysseus mission was designed to assist future missions and human landings to be more accurate and minimise damage. It was to pave the way for more advanced, safe and efficient moon missions and eventually a lunar settlement. Baby steps. If this mission failed in those objectives, there will be others. And we will get better and better at this as time goes on. For now, this is Ketchel Kirkham wishing us clear skies. If